Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today, and we have got a great show in store. Before we dive into this conversation, I want to tell you about one of our amazing partners, Awana's Talk About Resource. This October, you can walk with your kids through God's Word with Talk About, the family discipleship subscription from Awana. Through the current Talk About series, Call on Him, you and your kids will study the scriptures to learn how to call on God through prayer anytime and about anything. You know how much we love to talk about prayer here on the podcast. So I love that this tool will help you talk about prayer with my mini BFFs. Together, you'll ask and answer three big questions about prayer. What is prayer? How should I pray? And what should I pray about? With your monthly subscription to talk about, you'll receive an email each week with your family's discipleship bundle, including a simple and thorough conversation guide to share scripture with your family and weekly hands-on activities to apply God's word to your kid's life every day, plus bonus materials, including coloring pages, memory verses, parent prep videos. Thank you playlists and more so help your kids walk with jesus for life and turn to him in all situations with the talk about resource try one month free with the promo code tsf like that sounds fun on talkaboutdiscipleship.com again that promo code is tsf on talkaboutdiscipleship.com and today on the show, I get to talk with my friend Shannon Martin. If you're a longtime listener, you may remember Shannon was back on the pod in episode 102, an early adopter. You can go back and check that out if you haven't heard it. It's a great episode. Shannon is an amazing author and speaker. She's one of those friends who challenges me in all the best ways. And her new book, Start With Hello and Other Simple Ways to Live as Neighbors, teaches us how to neighbor well. It is full of simple practices that help us look for common ground with those around us. Shannon is a dear friend who makes me better. And I want that for all of us today. So here's my conversation with my friend, Shannon Martin. Shannon Martin, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. It's so good to be it's back. It's been such a time since you've been on here. Episode 102, September of 2018. What episode are you on now? Like how, oh, we're, how in many- the, we're in the 400s. Of course you are. Yeah. I've done a terrible job numbering things, so we're actually in the 600s because sometimes we don't use numbers. It's the okay. worst thing to do to an audience. I'm, <laughs> my friends on the other side are angry from the start. But, I mean, four years yes. since you've been on the pod. Did we miss a book in the middle? No. Four years apart, these these since books. What was the last one? Falling Free? Ministry of Ordinary Places. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it feel, it's been four years, but in my mind, I'm like, that was like two years ago, surely. Yes. It does not feel no. four years to me. No. It's been a big four years. I yeah. mean, yeah. And, and one of the things that I think you're really known for, you and I have this hot take on Twitter. You find Twitter to be such a yes. good place for interactions. I think it's a trash pile. And Most so, people agree with you, Annie. I know, I but I think you're really right. In the last four years, you have had to slash chosen to slash taken on the responsibility of really using your words to teach us and to bring new conversations in. Yeah. And the start of your book, Start With Hello, you kind of go through like, here's who I was at 20, at 25, yeah, yeah. at 30, at 35. Yeah. Why? What is it? Why can't you stay quiet anymore? I didn't want you quiet, but do you know what I mean? Why, yeah. Why Specifically do you feel like- on Twitter or just yeah, in the world? in the world. Or or in the world. Yeah. yeah. You know, I just, I think 
I love Twitter for a lot of reasons. For me, because I'm an Enneagram 8, yeah. it's like where other people are like, it's intense and scary. I'm like, it's where I can be my whole self. It's yes. like weirdly comforting and relaxing to me, which yes. I know is so opposite for no, most people. No, I know that's true, though. I can just kind of pop off on yeah. there. Not that I I try to always be you know, wise and always kind. Um, I just think that's so important. But I, you know, as time goes on, we're always learning. We're always growing. And if we're really paying attention to the world around us, we will just find that there there's more and more reason that we're going to have to speak up on something. Yes. Like, and, and it doesn't mean that we're all going to be just sounding off constantly about everything because there's there's enough outrage to go around. Yeah. But it's like you pick your thing or your couple of things that, that you're so passionate about and try to bring your own kind of lens to yeah. that, your own light, I guess. And I just, for me, Twitter is a place that I've learned so much yeah. through the voices I've chosen to follow and just kind of being in it and being in those conversations. So yeah, I think, I just think we're at a point right now where a lot of us are realizing and waking up to the idea of like, we just can't, we can't look inward anymore. We can't be quiet anymore. Yes. We can't just yes. avoid conflict anymore. It's just unavoidable. So we've got to find our way our right way in. Yeah. One of the things I really struggle with, and you know this, because for our friends listening, you and I are in a small group that we yeah. meet pretty regularly. Yep. And and one of the things that is really hard for me is there's this balance of pick a few topics that you really care about. Yeah. Get educated. You talk about this a lot and start with hello. Like, mm -hmm. don't get in an argument without being smart. Yeah, right. <laughs> Use your That's brain. A note to myself. Yeah, really. me too. Me too, <laughs> truly. But pick a few things. But my concern and the thing that always stresses me out mm -hmm. is when I feel like people decide these three things are so important to me. Yeah. I'm a follower of Jesus. If yeah. you aren't with me, yeah. I'm not sure you actually are a follower of Jesus too. Yeah. Yeah. That's complicated it's for me. It's very complicated. And I think trying to exist in a position of humility on some level. I mean, I have to be really careful in that same way. You know, yeah. like I have to be careful that I'm not projecting what really matters to me onto the whole world around me. If I do, I'm just going to be mad at people all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I know, you know, I, I know in my head, if I can kind of remember this in my body and in my gut, but I know in my head that we're all coming from different social locations. We're all coming from different perspectives. We are going to care differently about different things. Yeah. But to me, and even this can be like nuancy and kind of yeah. challenging, if we are believers and if we are Christ followers, we have to be able to agree on like basic dignity and kindness and, you know, just the language we use, even if we're going to disagree a little bit on issues or even on theological fine points, yeah. we have to be able to agree on just a base level of kindness. Yeah, I agree with that. One of the things that I feel very strongly about is, yeah. and we've talked about this a lot, is like making sure that people of other races feel seen and that what we do and build reflects the kingdom of God. Right. We're working on that in the yeah. office. We're working on that in our work. And yet I have to reconcile that there are racists who will go to heaven. Yeah. Oh, Annie. That's hard, right? <laughs> yes. It's so complicated. I don't even, it's so hard to reckon with this. I don't know how this all shakes out, <laughs> you know, like, and that's, that's a thing that's hard for, I think for me, somebody who grew up in evangelical churches my whole life, I was taught to just have answers for everything at all times. Yeah. And even if I didn't, to pretend that I did. That's right. And so there are just these things, you know, that example, that's a really tough one for that's me. It's really hard for me. I, I, I just, it like, it goes against everything I believe. But to be able to say, like, I don't know how God is dealing with stuff. Yes. And I don't, I don't have to feel certain or even pretend to feel certain on having answers for all these complicated questions. Yes. And that's okay, too. Yes. It's okay to say, like, I don't get it. Yeah. And I might do things differently if, it, yes. if, if I was, if I was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. right. But but it is good. It is a good practice and an uncomfortable practice to be able to to acknowledge that, like, you know, we can get on our high horses. And I, yeah. I'm i tall anyway. Yeah. World. <laughs> Man, the it world has been needs the to know that I'm of the tall. internet right now is your height. <laughs> I am tall. It's a quick hop for me up on my high horse. Is my yeah. point? Um, but it's I have better. strong calves. It's a quick hop. It's, I'm with you. Right. It's it's so much hop. better if we can stay down at street level, like yes. in low places 
from a posture of like, this is complicated. Um, it's hard. Things that we wish weren't so are. Yeah. And and we're just gonna we're gonna try to be people who walk towards each other in hope. Yeah. Especially when everything in us is telling us to um to divide into separate camps and to, you know, to go inward, to yeah. to drive into the garage and let the gore- door go down and you just don't have to deal with each other. Yeah. That's that's kind of what for a lot of us that's our impulse. Yeah. But when we can when we can embrace the discomfort of connection, we just end up in a place that is just richer and truer and more um, safer and more yeah. abundant. Yeah. And I think if if Jesus really meant that they'll know us by our love, yeah. like we just the person who disagrees with me the most about the thing that matters to me the most yeah. and also claims Christ, that's got to be my goal. Yeah. And that is hard. I mean, yeah, I yeah. am sitting across from you saying that is hard I, for me I, mm. because I do not, I read things and I'm like, how that person can read the same Bible as me and right. end up there, I do not know. And yet what I know of God yeah. is that he likes them too. I, yeah, I think we just have to try our best to kind of stay in our lane. And I don't mean that as like, you know, don't get involved. This this whole Start With Hello book is about like, get involved. Get involved, yeah. <laughs> get involved. But to be able to just say like, in that really, in that really difficult scenario that you like dropped us into <laughs> three minutes into our talk, I just want to be able to say, you know, for me, like for anyone listening, I'm a white mom of four non-white kids. Like it is and, and a neighbor to many. And, yes. and just this is what it means to be citizens of the kingdom is that we, you know, we stay tender for the sake of each other. And we listen to to the person who has the least amount of power. And, you know, all these that things. That is something like, you have taught me that has t- gone so far in my head yeah. is when I'm trying to figure out what the next move is or – how do I balance all these people that I feel like I want to love well? Yeah. Listen to the person with the least power first. Yeah. I didn't you taught me that. Oh. Really? Okay. Well, I appreciate you saying that. It's it's something that has been taught to me. You know, I, I mean, anything I know about anything I say today, I've learned from the people around me. I've learned yeah. from my neighbors. Yeah. And so my lane in all of this, I hope, is that I am going to always push us towards empathy. And honestly, towards like action for the sake of vulnerable people. We need to become a body of Christ that is less racist. Like that's just like the lowest of low bars. And so for me, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep pushing us towards that. Yes. I, God's going to do what God's doing. And I, and I trust and believe that God is at work. Yeah. But I also trust and believe that God is, is grieving over, over a lot of, behavior, including mine, you Thank know, you. like including I'm not, mine. I've know. got my own issues too, but for my focus to just be, I'm going to do whatever I can with what I have and what I do know, what I have learned. I've got so much more to learn, Yes, but I've come, I've come a far way. Yeah. You know, I've learned a lot um, just in parenting and in living as a neighbor. And I, and I want to, I want to steward that well. Yeah. I want to take these, these stories and, and make, make them real, make them kind of mm-hmm. make sense to people who might not have quite understood it in that way previously. Yeah. I, I'm i having a great time, by the way. Are you? This is uh, so 100%. fun. I love this so much. I'm like, just block off the next <laughs> few hours. We've got a lot to say. That's right. For everyone listening, if you know anything about the Enneagram, Shannon's an eight and my eight wing is very strong. But to me, one of my strengths that is, our strengths also tend to be what hurt us, Yeah, is I am a public learner. Yeah. But to be a public yeah. learner, you yeah. also have to misstep yep. and realize what that you don't know everything. That's it. And, and it's, it's hard. It's really hard. And that's what I think that's what scares a lot of us. Yeah. Let me I won't speak for anyone else. What yeah. scares me yeah. is that is that learning publicly and pushing people publicly. When I, when I don't know everything, you're right. much more educated on a lot of this than me. But I, I it, it's scary to me it to is. learn publicly when I can yep. just learn quietly and keep it to myself yeah. and not talk about anything except uh, Lady Bird Taco. You know, <laughs> right. like it's very easy for me to talk about yeah. international soccer, Lady Bird Taco. Yeah. 
I have to be willing to learn publicly. And that's it's so hard. Well, here's an example. I completely agree with you. And I appreciate you saying it. And I've watched you do it. And I know I know that there's the tension and a cost to it. Quite honestly, it's uncomfortable. I just yesterday was the birthday of falling free. My (gasps) first book. Yes, I saw that. And and I'll be honest, I love that book. It it tells the beginning of our story. It's like the 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 building block, like the foundation of all this. Yes. But I would be lying if I said I don't read through it and cringe at places like. I have learned in six years. I hope I have. I hope I have. I Same. hope we are. We, I hope we are different people today than we were six years ago, ten years ago, one yes. year ago. Yes. And it takes that. So you know, there's that tension of like, oh, I wish I could change this, but also, you know what? I can't. Number yep. one. Yep. And that's okay. Like yep. it's we're all we're all kind of wherever we are on the journey, and if we can normalize making mistakes. You know, my my friends of color will say many of them would see that as like a function of racism itself. Like this idea of like we can't, you know, we don't want to do anything unless we can do it perfectly. Mm. And and I I have to be honest, like that's in me. Yeah. So to be able to fumble around publicly and make mistakes and course correct and you know, try a different way and apologize. I mean, yeah. those are are real tangible tools for for connection and community and living as neighbors. Yeah. Who is my neighbor? Your neighbor is anyone whose life intersects with yours. So I don't ever mean the people just to the left or to the right or above and below you or, you know, wherever, like geographically. But I mean, like, it's it's anybody. Above and below, you don't mean socioeconomic. You mean, like, I live in a condo and, and there's literally yeah, someone below. Yes. Thank yes, you for clarifying. Yes. Like, people, I, I never want to leave out. That a lot of people live in very different contexts than I do. Yes. A lot. Of, I don't live in the suburbs. A lot of people do. A lot of people live in apartments yeah. or dorms. Yeah. Or so. Yes. Thank you for yes. clarifying. <laughs> um, but I'm not just talking about the people right next to us. I'm talking about like a, a bigger community. Yeah. Um, and I'm you know as as citizens of the kingdom of God, it's kind of everybody. Yeah. You know, like yeah. so you can take that circle as to the ultimate width. Yeah. Um, but mostly I'm just talking about like community, like people that yeah. you can regularly be for one reason or another kind of rubbing shoulders with. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Third Love. So here's a question for you. What would it be like to wear a bra that looks and feels amazing all day long? One that goes from morning meetings to lunch on the go to running errands and bouncing all the things to evening plans with friends without digging into your sides or pinching your shoulders or needing to be adjusted constantly. I'll tell you what it'd be like. It would be like you're wearing Third Love's 24-7 classic t-shirt bra, you guys. It's my favorite. The go-to bra, it is so super supportive and comfortable to wear all day. It doesn't show through your clothes and it's made millions of women very happy including your girl AFD with third love you never have to get stuck with a bad bra again they have expert fit stylists on hand to answer your questions you might have and they make it quick and easy to return or exchange if you need to in fact returns and exchanges are free for 60 days and when you get your bras from third love you're partnering with them to care for others too third love is the largest donor of undergarments in the US you guys partnering with organizations across the United States third love has donated over 40 million dollars worth of bras to help women in need I love that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ditch our bad bras and get a better one that makes you look and feel great. So upgrade your bra today. Get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. That's 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. And another one of our incredible partners, Shopify, you guys. Can we talk about notifications for a second? Most people don't leave them on, but I kind of enjoy some of them. Some of them, not many of them, but some of them. I mean, I recently learned how to change the notification when I get a message on Slack, which is our inner office communication system, to like a boingy sound like Tigger. I love it so much. Another sound I really enjoy is... That's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere, whether your thing is vintage teas or recipes for butterboards. You guys, butterboards. Start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of your favorite businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll create an online store in your vibe, discover new customers, and grow the following that keeps them coming back. Shopify has all the sales channels sorted so that 
your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify has got you every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you can too. Shopify makes selling simple so you can put yourself and your ideas out there, whether your thing is making ebooks or earrings. Shopify makes your success possible. It's how we get to sell fun stuff like Chai Day Friday mugs and our sweatshirts are business casual sweatshirts. When you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash sounds fun, all lowercase. Again, that's shopify.com slash sounds fun to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash sounds fun. And remember that the show notes are your one-stop shop for links to our partners, to transcripts of these shows, and to sign up for the AFD Week in Review, our weekly email newsletter. Now back to our conversation with Shannon. I was sitting, I was eating dinner with some friends a couple of weeks ago, and they've moved into a new neighborhood in their town. And the wife said, the hardest part for me is I feel like everyone who lives here is on vacation. Oh, yeah. She said, it yep. just feels like they've built this whole neighborhood so that everyone feels like they're on vacation. Yeah. That would be hard. It's And I think a lot of, but at the same time, a lot of us choose to live in neighborhoods where yeah. our home is a place that people can come to. And, yeah. Right? So it's this, it's again, the holding both sides. Yeah. For those of us who, in my neighborhood, is not uh, hugely diverse socioeconomically, yeah. or that's how neighborhoods work. That's right? how like everything's neighborhoods were designed <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what does it look like to be a good neighbor to the people who are just like us? Yeah, that live close to us because whoever you live near, you're similar to in some way. Yeah, you. That's how they ended up there. But also, yeah. you don't want to be white savior going into another neighbor neighborhood. Yeah. You, I mean, it just gets. Well, my neighbor is the yeah, homeless yeah, yeah. guy, and every Tuesday I'm going to stop and offer him a bowl of soup. Right. Is that being a neighbor? I don't know. I mean, it, it can be, I think. This, that's a very specific hypothetical. But <laughs> I've really brought you some rando things today, <laughs> I Shannon. I love it. I'm here for it. I think, okay, so, so many things, Annie. First of all, I work in a soup kitchen, so yes. I'm like, please make soup yeah, for, for yeah. the person who is in the house or whatever. Um and, and if there's a relationship, like you're, I, I appreciate that you said we don't need to be running around being white saviors. Thank you. That's true. And we could have a whole hour talking yeah. about that. Um, but at the same time, I believe we should be finding ways to be in actual relationship in community with people who we think are different from us in some way. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I happen to live and I feel like the luckiest woman alive. Yeah. I do live in a really diverse, in every sense of the word, racially, ethnically, religious, socioeconomic, political, like any type of thing. Like we have it all. Yeah. The bigger the city, the more you live in an urban setting, the more there's diversity of all of those things. That's true. Within walking distance. I don't live in a big city, though, right. either. Right. You true, know, true, 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 like, so it's, But you live in the city versus yeah, living in a neighborhood right. in a suburb. Yeah. And, you know, that was to a point an intentional choice for us. Yeah. But also there can be a lot of damage done. In some of those choices, you know, to be like you said, like I'm going to move in, and 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 if I'm being honest, that's what some of I can feel a little cringy because I know yeah. I came yeah. into the neighborhood with some of that thinking yeah. that I've that I've kind of had to like disabuse myself of. Um, but I, yeah, I think I think it's like a both and, uh -huh. and and that's what that's what I hope comes through and start with hello is this idea of like I'm writing about like. Some of our best friends who yeah. we got to know through just taking a risk and putting it out there. And in so many ways, they're they're very similar to us. Yeah. And I'm writing about people who on paper I have nothing in common with. Yes. And, you know, we're building relationships because my husband, Corey, is the chaplain of a jail. Yeah. We have so many relationships with people whose lives are really hard in ways mine has never been and probably will never be. And so there's this, you know, I, I think of community it at its best is like this like tapestry of mm -hmm. like, you know, there are people that we have really close connections with and people we have kind of loose, comfortable connections with, but they all matter. They yeah. all kind of weave into this sturdy fabric that 
that helps us to feel less alone and mm. more like we actually are um, – there's actually a point here to all of us yes. being in this particular place together at the same time because it doesn't matter if you're in the suburbs or rural places or it doesn't yeah. matter where you are. There are other people there too. Yes. And and there's got to be some kind of magic to like, okay, I'm here and so are you. I wonder why that is. And then and then spending as long as it takes to answer that question, it's just slow work. Okay, so Shannon, I don't ever do this, but my Bible is sitting here because I did another podcast where I needed my Bible. And so in Acts 17, it says, from one man, he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the times set for them and the exact places where they should live. Mm. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. So he is not far. Right. So I love that. Perhaps. He right. did all of this. He put <laughs> right. you at this place that perhaps yeah. you might, that maybe yes. someone would. And so when I think of you and start with hello, I'm going like, I mean, God puts you right where you're supposed to be. He gave yeah. us the neighbors he gave us yeah. that perhaps, perhaps, and not even the neighbors, perhaps I. That's the thing. Right? I talk so much about neighbors and living as neighbors because I believe we're, we're all longing for connection, even if we don't quite know it, even if we're terrified, which most of us are. If we are going to actually live as neighbors, it has to go both ways. Yeah. Like we have to be looking out into our life, particularly this is like a word for us Jesus people, that that we would be reflecting the love of God onto the world around us, yes. but that we would see the face of God reflected on the, the faces around us. It's got to go both ways, that yeah. we are we are on the receiving end of that, and we are also on the, the giving end of that. I mean, that. that's why what you teach so much, so beautifully online, but really beautifully and Start With Hello, is like, it is not yours to go and be a hero. It's yours to go and be a neighbor. Yeah. And, and the humility, the being low and saying, I don't have more to give them than they have to give me. Right. And it's different things, maybe. That's right. But to be willing to, it's my favorite tip when people say, okay, like, tell me what to do. How do I get started? Right. Especially with, if we're talking about like our actual proximate neighbors, like yes. some of us are like, okay, this is awkward because I've lived here for six years. Yeah. And how do I, after six years, be like, oh, hey, neighbor of six years, what's your name? Yes. A lot of us. It feels very weird. It just feels like, okay, that ship has sailed. Uh-huh. It's going to be too awkward. Like, <laughs> maybe we should just move. And I'll make a list over. in my next house. Right. Yeah. But my favorite, favorite tip, I'm sorry to say, is to just ask for help. Oh, wow. To be the one who shows up needy. We don't want to hear that. It goes against everything, you know, most of us have been taught to do. But and I'm not saying like ask for a loan, ask yeah. for money, but And to you're say, not saying fake it. You're saying I yeah. can't lift this couch. I can yes. literally go ask a neighbor to help. I, I mean, Corey very recently needed a very tall ladder. We have a ladder, but not a very tall ladder. <laughs> and and the impulse is like, oh, I guess I better run to Menards. Instead, he went next door. When we can kind of begin to build those like I've got your back. You can have, you know, you've got my back. Yeah. Now I can have your back. Yeah. And and it builds this trust and it builds this kind of ease of doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to become the best of friends and go on vacation with our next door neighbors. Yeah, yeah. But it does mean, you know, somebody told me once on our very worst days, like if the worst thing happened to us that we could imagine, our minds could run sure. wild with that. Our neighbors are are the people who are closest to us. Yeah. They are they are there before um you know EMS or whatever before yeah. whatever bad thing we can imagine before our extended family can get there. Yep. Our neighbors are already there. And what would it look like if we just knew each other's faces and names? If we right. just had a rhythm of like you know they've been in our house before for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. We've talked to them in their yard before. Like if we had that that kind of foundation of trust and connection, it it, it changes things. Yeah. I had a dog for six days. Remember when I was allergic to it? Oh, yeah. It was terrible. But when I was out walking Helen in those six days, yeah. I met more neighbors because I didn't know what to do with my dog. 
Yes. And they all had dogs and walked all the time. And I was like, yeah. actually, I've seen you every day. Who are you? You're how, Katie. How do I dog? Yeah, how do I dog here? <laughs> Teach me how to dog. And and it really was the first time that I had this realization in my neighborhood that there are, this is tough truth, yeah. there are people who know each other. It just wasn't yeah. me. Yes. They all knew each other. They all talked to each other. Yeah. They care for each other. Yeah. They help each other. Suddenly, they were helping me. Yep. And I thought, oh, I'm the only one not doing this. Yeah. So how did that, I mean, how did you feel? Where did, how so, do you feel about it now? What happened? So now what happens it, without said dog, now I like, I know my neighbor Beth and, right. and I, she was bald last week and I was like, Beth, are, are you Is okay? It, yeah, are, right. are you sick? And yeah. she was like, I'm really sick. Aww. And I would have, I would have seen it and not known her name. You wouldn't have known how to even have that conversation. That's right. Because, yeah. but we have had the same kind of dog for a minute. Okay. And that's, that's the perfect example of what I was just saying. Like on, at her worst of times, yeah. there you are. I'm the one who noticed. Know yeah, her name. And she, I literally only know her first name. Well, and that's okay. Yeah. I, I make a point to say, I have a file. <laughs> I have a note in my phone. I do too. When yeah. I learn a neighbor's name, Same. I take a note because I've learned the hard way. What else do you put on the note? Just any like tidbits that Same. I have. Uh, they'll tell me their apartment <laughs> number and they'll and I'll say brown hair. Yeah, I say like blue house. <laughs> <laughs> and any other I random thing same, I know. Shannon. It's so because and and I don't there's no kind of neighboring thing that we can't get past in some way. So I'm not I'm not trying to to create a new barrier, but I will say what can be even harder than like I don't know how to get to know people is if you get to know them and then you forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that happens too. And, happens and to me all the time. That's why I started a list. You start a list and and if that has happened and you don't have your list yet, you just say I should know this by now, and I'm so embarrassed. I know you've told me your name. What yes. is your name again? We feel so awkward about it, but when we're on the receiving end of that, we're never like, what a dummy. You know, like, we don't I think actually like love that. it. I love it, too. Especially because of our public lives. I love yes. when someone doesn't remember my name. It's vulnerable. I know. Like, I love it's it. It's great. Thank you. I love it. And it just it, it sets the relational tenor at, like, we're going to bumble around yes. and be kind of awkward together. Yes. I wish I could have written a chapter saying, like, how to never feel awkward. Right. We're, we're just going to. Yeah, that's right. It's just part of it. And we have to know that, accept it, and know that we can survive it. My promise to you, there is one girl who walks all the time, and we sit near each other at the pool a lot, and I do not know her name. I promise you, I will find her name out before the end say, of the year. I was going to say, you have homework now, That's I know. <laughs> I know. She walks by me when I'm sitting on my patio, and she'll stop and talk. And so we, we're very kind to each other. Yeah. But, and we're very different. Mm -hmm. But... I do not know her name. You're going to know it soon. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to. You're going to. Yeah, because you can text me. You can box me and ask me and text me. I mean, when you're thinking about Start With Hello, when you're thinking about us thinking about our neighbors, what's the win? Everybody mm -hmm. buys the book this week that it's out. Yeah. And, and they finish reading it in a month. What's the win in December? What are we doing? Are we? Yeah. I think in December, every every person who reads this book can point to one thing that they one little thing that they did differently and i'm going to give you just a wow. couple of examples yeah what i do not mean is they now host a weekly dinner club <laughs> right with six people that no. you do not know no yeah, no they'll do it <laughs> i mean this is a whole book of like the tiniest step that's what i love about matters it. Yes. and it's not wasted and so for some of us we we might have we all come to it with different um, limitations yeah. and different resources and different personalities. Yes. And and we're already we already have kind of a different comfort level. Yes. So for some people, it might be like I, I invite an actual neighbor over to my house for dessert. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. On the other end of that, it might be like I for the past month have taken walks in my neighborhood and paid attention. Yes. Yes. I, I come to the book Start With Hello with years of that really kind of slow, hidden, like, why am I even doing this and does it even matter work yeah. of, of really like, okay, I'm just going to like really get to know this place and try to tune into it 
I talk all the time about looking at the sky. Yes, all but the just time. Because when we train our brains to do something like paying attention to the sky, it helps us pay attention to other things too, wow. including the people around us, so that you see Beth, you were available to that moment. Yeah. You were awake to that moment and you saw her and you knew her name and you said something. Yeah. And so, you know, it might mean that we set the intention that sometime this year we are going to invite a new friend to go on a walk with us. Yeah. I mean, it can just be any number of things. We might decide that for a whole month we're going to only read books or listen to podcasts by people of color or people who come from a different perspective or like we're going to set that intention. Like I have a lot to learn. As we discussed previously, like our neighborhoods are by design set up to kind of keep us segregated. It's not always in a lot of ways, not in a just lot race. of ways. Yeah. yeah. So what whatever the thing is that you that, you know, like this is something that I don't know a lot about or I have a lot to learn or I have a level of discomfort even. Yeah. But to say like, OK, so I'm going to I'm going to take up my own reeducation. Yeah. yeah. We have Wi-Fi and library cards. Like, <laughs> yeah. We can learn a lot if yeah. we put our minds to it. Yeah. So it could be any any number of things. Will you talk about that book on lament that we all just got and yes. everybody's reading? Because I think that's such a good example yeah. of a book that will make us uncomfortable, Not mostly because we don't talk about lament. That's right. That's and, it. And why, why it matters for us to read books by people who are not like us. Yeah. So it just came out. It's called Voices of Lament. Um, the main editor was Natasha Sistrunk Robinson. Yeah. She is amazing. She's brilliant. And she pulled together, I think it's like 27 or 29 yeah. other, it's all women of color, um, like BIPOC, you know, they have some indigenous writers and they they based the, the book on, I think it's Psalm 27. Uh-huh. I hope I'm getting that yes. right. Um, and, and just writing about the importance, the spiritual discipline of lament. And Natasha shared, you know, this is something that historically the white church has not been good at. And if we are honest, most of us can say, like, we have seen that in action. Yeah. Like, we don't know what to do. Yeah. We're out here, like, somehow celebrating when people die. That's that's a, a weird skew on lament. And and her point was the the black church, the global church, the the church of color yeah. has this has been something we've been doing yeah. so it's important for me as a white woman to learn about it from these women of color yeah like if we're if we say we're going to we want to learn something we should be learning it from the people who whose reality it connects with yes yes it's I fantastic. Yeah, I, ha- I have one here i'm the really covers, I can't, the gorgeous. covers beautiful yeah. yes okay when you say celebrate people dying do you mean yes. when we're watching it on TV? You don't mean that. You mean that we're calling them celebrations of life? Yes, I do. It's a Got personal it. thing, Annie. It's, no, this it's is great. Probably like, Thanks for explaining it's it. It's an Enneagram 8 kind of thing, maybe. I, I've like, told, be sad. I've told my family, like, if I die, <laughs> do not be having a celebration of life. Wow. Like, be grieving. Yes. Be grieving. Yes. But, and I say that P.S. Partly, if you die, I hate to tell you, we're all going to die. Well, we right. Die. Did I say if? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. If I die, like if I if I just up and abandon my family now. Yes, yes, yes. If I, I abandon my body in the present time. Yes, yes, you're yes. Like, I know what you mean. You're like, Shannon, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah. I have an Enneagram 8 thing to tell you. Yeah. Uh, so yes. that's, I, I just think it's. Because we're, that means we're abandoning lament. We if are. We, we are running it, from yes, discomfort. I see what you're saying. I, I will add. And so I'm an adoptive mom times four with yes. like some other like kind of bonus kiddos too um who who are not my kids but like important to me yeah i don't talk about adoption hardly ever and i'm not about to talk about it a lot right now but what i will say is like i have had a front row seat to the importance of making space for grief yeah and how not good many of us are at that and our 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 rush to make things joyful our rush to put a bow around things like i think it's unique to our kind of part of Christian culture, the idea of a celebration of life. I know it's very beautiful no, and meaningful to so many people, but I'm like, what if we just, what if we just grieved when somebody, when we lose somebody and, and understanding the hope that awaits them and all these sure. things. But like, what if we just really allowed ourselves to feel that 
pain and discomfort because that's the thing, Annie, like we just don't want to. No, I do not want to. And we really don't want to do it publicly. No. Like we don't want to, we want to like have the celebration publicly and then go home and grieve alone. Well, the same is true about, I mean, weddings in the Bible were a week long and mourning lasts for days and days and days. And we go like, the funeral's done, you good? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah, we're not sitting in sackcloth and ashes and like no. wearing black for however long. No, and the it's because we want to be comfortable, Shannon. It is. It's because I want to be comfortable, and it's uncomfortable to stay in pain. And it's uncomfortable to be near someone in pain. Yeah, and that's another. I mean, that's another part of my journey. I wrote yeah, about you it. Write I, about it beautifully. I, I really try hard to expose my failures along the way because they are many. But I wrote about a time when I had friends who suffered a loss and I had the opportunity to enter into that loss, you know, just like in a chance encounter in the pasta aisle at Kroger was where it happened. I had that moment and I knew I had that moment. And did I take it? I didn't. I, I took the easy way, which was easier for me and probably much more painful for them. Mm. And I, I existed, you know, up at small talk when I knew better and I walked away. And the minute I walked out of that store, I felt like true shame. And I went home and sent an immediate apology. Like, I am so sorry that I just did that. And, And just owning, I have no excuse. But I know that in that moment, I was so uncomfortable with their discomfort and grief. And, and what I was telling myself was like all the things we do, like, what if they don't want me to bring it up? What if they're having a good day? What if this makes them sad? What if, what if, what if? But what it really was, was self-protection of myself. Mm. You know, it was, it was me looking out for me. And I want to get better at that. Yeah. When my nephew passed away, I ran into someone and probably a month later. And she said, I saw something sad happened. And but I didn't want to reach out because I didn't know if you'd be if you were okay that day or not. That's it. And I said, when something sad happens, I think you can reach yeah. out any day. It never stops being sad. Yeah. I'll it's never have like, TJ on earth with right, me again. That right. is gonna be sad yeah. every time I think of it. Yep. But but I was I kinda was like it, to me, I thought yeah. sh- there's something that she didn't want to well, and which is okay. And I, I think a lot with a lot of these things, our intentions might actually be good. Yeah. But the impact is not good. Like we can cause pain even when our intentions feel good yeah. in so many different ways. That's the problem, man. That's the problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pastor who once said, we judge ourselves by our intentions and we judge others by their actions. That's it. And that is rough because yeah. we want what we want is I want you to judge me by my intentions but yeah and 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 you want me to judge you quote quote yeah, judge yeah. You, by your intentions and yeah. we don't we don't get to do that no we don't we know don't. people's intentions we don't and and our intentions only take us so far that's I mean, right we've got to be coming to a place where we understand that complexity and discomfort is the path to community. It just oh, is. Gross. You're right. I That's know. awful. I'm so sorry. That's why I love you. That doesn't you're right. sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, this episode is branded differently. No, this is why Start With Hello Matters is, and why your voice matters so much to me is because you say, Annie, the way to actual community is being uncomfortable. And yeah. I go, oh, you're right. Yeah. Since when, in what other culture in the thousands of years that humans have existed did we work so hard to be comfortable i know i don't know i don't know the answer to that but i i know we put a lot of energy into it you know a lot of us we have these barriers in our minds about getting to know people and you know having people in our homes hospitality yeah hot i i have started to call it just on my own this is not in the book this is for free yeah hot mess fatality yeah <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. But if we can, you know, we have this idea that things have to be a certain way and that what we have is not enough and that we are not enough and we don't have enough time and we don't have enough energy. And all of those are very normal and very relatable feelings. I am an introvert. Like all of this is, is challenging to me too. But at the same time, we spend a lot of energy and effort trying to protect ourselves from each other. I know. When when what we really need is like the 
kind of like the close compression of each other. Like we need to be like we were built for community because we were, you know, we have this longing within us, whether whether we've really acknowledged it or not. I mean, that's what we all we all kind of want the same thing. And so maybe we just need to go first. Yeah, I know. You and Jenny Allen saying the same thing in two different ways, right? That's, I mean, that is her. Th- I mean, yeah. in Nashville, I have stopped using Uber because mm-hmm. we can ask people for help. Yes. And, we, and, and a thing has happened where if you're financially able to take care of yourself, you do. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to get help anymore. There's a verse, I don't know what book of the Bible it's in, I don't remember, but it's like so Enneagram 80, and uh-huh. I love it. But it says basically like, woe be to you if you if you warm yourself by the light of your own fire. Wow. And and that's kind of, I think, goes along with what yes, you're saying. Yes. Like we, we come to a place where we are able to solve most of our own problems. Yes. Comfort and, problems. And, and the doors, sure. the doors yes. close. Yes. You know, and then we, we find ourselves sitting... <sighs> On our own and feeling a little lonely. And I just think we all we all feel we think it's just us. And I think it's really universal. Mm-hmm. I think we're we're all feeling a lot of the same things. We're all feeling rusty uh-huh. at this whole conversation. You know, we're coming out of a time where like what whatever skills we did have feel pretty rusty. Yeah. Um, but but we can take these really it feels small rusty steps. and the cost feels higher, the risk feels higher because yeah. of cancel culture. So we feel yeah. rusty in conversation. We feel rusty in being together and in inviting people in. And the risk is higher than it's ever been is how it feels. Whether it's, how it's it true feels. or not. I, I have – you will be shocked to hear that I have issues with the phrase cancel culture. Oh, yeah. Annie. Tell me more. <laughs> Go. I don't know this. Well, We haven't ever just, talked about this. It has, it's just – it's become like a political soundbite from both sides. Yeah. Um, and, and it's – you know, it's not a thing – it's a thing we've always experienced it, but now, like, we've been handed this catchphrase that means different things to different people. Yeah. I think we have always had the risk of being um, – it, it's the fear of the risk of being rejected. Yeah. And we – that is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. It's just been co-opted by these political machines. And so, of course, I, I reject it. Yes, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right in saying that, like, we are always – the the fear of being rejected or unloved or abandoned or you know all these kind of core fears those are always on the table yeah and and it doesn't mean that if we put ourselves out there we're not going to experience some of that right but maybe if we just kind of go into into this new bright world with our chins up knowing that like it's not going to be perfect it's not going to happen the way we think it is it's going to be very slow work that yeah. feels like maybe nothing is happening yes but but in December Maybe we'll look back and see this one little area of growth. Hey, friends, just interrupting one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Raycon. Okay, I told you all this when she was on the show, but I've been listening to Taya nonstop lately, and it has been so great. Lyrics that speak straight to some things I'm living through, truth that's building my faith, her crystal clear voice in my ears. Ugh, I seriously think one of the reasons it's been so good for me is that I've been using my Raycon wireless earbuds. So I am like completely immersed. Raycon's everyday earbuds, I have to work really hard not to call them earbuds. I know. Is that just me? Well, they look, feel, and sound better than ever. They have these little gel tips for the perfect fit in your ears, which makes them so comfortable. I mean, they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, and they are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium brands. It's no wonder Raycons Everyday Earpods have over 50,000 five-star reviews, you guys. Consider this 50,000,001. Because me too. I love my rose gold earbuds for the way they look and feel. But let's be real. If they didn't sound great, they're not getting their job done. My Raycons sound amazing. And I can easily tap the right one if I want more volume. Or the left one if I want to turn the volume down. There's a noise isolation option for when I'm listening at home. And I can drown out the world. And also that's when I listen on airplanes. But they also have an awareness mode for when I'm hiking at Radnor. But still want to be aware of my surroundings. Like the responsible Annie that I am. So go to buyraycon.com today. And use the code SOUNDSFUN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That code is SOUNDSFUN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com. And the code is SOUNDSFUN15. Okay, so do people walk into your kitchen and the first word out of their mouth is, wow. 
Well, listen, I think I've told you this before, but my kitchen sometimes serves more of like a hallway than a destination where I spend a lot of time, you know. If your kitchen isn't a wow-inducing destination, then you need to visit cabinetstogo.com to request their free custom 3D design and quote for a kitchen makeover that wows for a whole lot less than you'd think. They say the kitchen is the heart of the home, and according to real estate experts, upgrades to the kitchen are some of the best ways to add the most value and joy to your home. As seen on HGTV's Dream Home, cabinetstogo.com is your one-stop renovation destination. Design, check. Installation, check. Everything in between, check. They have everything you need for your wow kitchen to be complete in weeks, not months. We're talking over 200,000 cabinets available and ready to ship you guys. While I do not believe before and after photos are all that constructive when it comes to our bodies, with home renovations, and especially with cabinets to go, I can't get enough of the before and afters. I think I'm having as much fun dreaming about my kitchen as I did when I was dreaming up my porch reno during 2020. Visit cabinetstogo.com today and see why no one beats their prices or their transferable limited lifetime warranty. Right now, you can get a full custom 3D design of your new kitchen at cabinetstogo.com slash that sounds fun. That's a free custom 3D design of your new wow kitchen at cabinetstogo.com slash that sounds fun. Now back to our conversation with Shannon. Okay, will you talk about roots are greater than wheels? Sure. I love that chapter. And I feel like that's Thank a good, you. like, yeah. why? That's a good why to what we're doing. Yeah. I wrote roots over wheels as like a choosing with intention to stay. Yeah. Now, I listed the caveats because I know there are many. But, like, <laughs> there are all kinds of reasons that we aren't all going to necessarily stay in this moment of, yes. in time forever. But until we go, we really choose to stay. That's right. We choose our place. We choose to find the beauty in it, even if we have to really search for it for a while. It's yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, God's beauty is is in all things, and we've got to be looking to find it. But yeah, like choosing to kind of have some grit yeah. to us and to say, you know, this is this is our love song for the long haul. This is like wow. our, this is our testimony. This is yeah. our commitment. And we are going to choose to be committed to this place and to these people. One of my friends in Goshen. Indiana, where you in, live. In Goshen, Indiana, Jason and Courtney, they live like not far from me, like a mile from me, but they have chosen to make as much of their life happen within a four block perimeter. Oh, wow. And that's their thing. And they, they're so intentional about it. Like that is their that is their commitment. That's yeah. their, those are their roots. So, yeah. so looking at it as like, like you said, like the, the Bible verse you read, we've been, we're in this place for a purpose with intention. Yeah, yeah. So what do we do now? We let our roots kind of sink into yes, the soil yes, of each other. Yes. Really. Yes. I love that every, for four blocks, make it, I mean, our friends listening have heard me say a bunch, like I've decided that when it comes to church, it's 1850 and I've got one choice. Right. There's yeah. one church in my town and mm-hmm. I go to that one, mm-hmm. you know, just because otherwise we can all hop around. And so even that's the same 1850s is a random year when cities were small. Right. But uh, that yeah. it feels like the same idea of Jason and Courtney of going like, I'm going to plant right here. Yeah. And and I love how you said with the intention of staying. Yeah. It does not mean if your job transfers, you can't no, move. Right. Or, I mean, and I, you know, I, I, I think of military families. Right. I think of, like there are so many different reasons that and there's a level of privilege to being like, I will live here forever because I a lot of my neighbors, they are at mercy of a landlord and yeah. sometimes like really problematic landlords. Like yes. we don't all get to choose these things. And it's really important for us to acknowledge that. Yeah. Like I I can maybe choose to stay in my house forever. It's my house. But so many of us, that's not our life. I'm all about like acknowledging the ways my life might be easier yeah. than it is for some of my neighbors yeah. just because I know a lot of people who who life is difficult. Yeah. So in Roots Over Wheels, we talk about like the boundary stuff, which yeah. I, is like not something I, I, for years I was like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> like when people would talk about like self-care, I was like, yeah. boo. Yeah. <laughs> but I have grown <laughs> since then. And I, I have now seen up close and personal, like, oh yeah, like they were right. Like, you know, I've yeah. had to be humbled in that way too. Like if we're going to, if we're going to, live in community, it will be messy. Yeah. There will be complications. We will be exhausted. 
we will have conflict. Like yeah. all these things are going to happen. We do have to take care of ourselves. Yes. Like yes. surprise, Shannon, you're going to yeah. have to you're going to have to like have some boundaries. And so yeah. we, t- you know, writing about those things in a way that that kind of makes it plain and makes it practical and acknowledges it's not always going to be it's not always going to be easy, but it can be pretty simple. Okay, what do we not say about start with hello? I mean, we, co- we covered a lot. Like, what we didn't say about Start With Hello is that a lot of this, and this is important to me, Yeah, this is a really practical book, but it's also because I am a storyteller yes. by nature. Yes, It leans on the stories of my neighbors yeah. um, and, and what I have learned from them specifically. Yeah. And one of the most special things, which you know about, you yes. were here all I along. Say that. One of my neighbors was one of my readers for this. Yeah. I paid him to kind of go through Jose. He was amazing. Um, but yeah, what I what I want people to know is it's going to be a practical guide for moving towards each other and moving through this division and all the things, all yes. the things. Yes. But it's also going to be a glimpse at really beautiful people and it just is. some really ordinary, beautiful stories of yes. how all this really works. Yeah, it's a beautiful book, Shannon. Um, and that is a huge tip to our author friends is one of the things that a lot of us do is we pay yeah. two or three people yeah. who are not like us to read our manuscripts. Who long- we think are not like us. Yes, right? yes, yes, sorry, sorry. <laughs> who we have perceived yeah. are not like us in yeah. that they can see blind spots I cannot see. 100%. And you were one of mine. Yeah, I forgot about I that. I paid you to read. That you sounds did. fun yeah. because I'm, I think I paid you with American dollars. <laughs> I hope I did. I did. I did because I remember who else, I remember who else was readers. Yes, I, yes, yes. Um, but I mean, that, a lot of us do that because we can accidentally write through a blind spot. That oh, I did. Keep so, uh, me too. 100%. I, uh, it's so embarrassing when you get the manuscript back. I was so embarrassed when you and the other readers uh, sent it back and were like, that is a really sideways way to believe for a person who lives on Earth. And I was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, but it's so good. I didn't good. say it to you like no, that, no, did no, no, it? That's okay. just how I heard it. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, that's how I heard it. No, it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable. Yeah. And that's why we got to do it. That's right. I mean, he pointed out a cut, co- and he was, he, He's not an eight, so he might have been a little more gentle, but yes, he was like, no, would you consider? Kind. Yes. And and I'm telling you what, Annie, he he saved my butt yep. with one story in particular, and I learned something huge that I just did not know. And I am so profoundly grateful. Me too. And I was so embarrassed about a couple of stories y'all pointed out and so thankful that only three people saw it instead of the however many ended up reading the final copy. Were that You don't have to go into detail at yeah. all, but did any of us, like, was there like a story that we all were kind yes. of flagging? Okay, everybody good. flagged one story yep. the same. And then there was a couple of moments. I mean, everybody was very kind. This yeah. But yeah, there was one story that everybody said, hey, that doesn't work. Yeah. And I was like, Wow. And now you know. And and, and I'm, w- I'm with you. I learned a big thing. Yeah. I'm so I, thankful. I know it forever now. Yes, that's right. That's right. So any of our friends writing books. Do it. Do it. You will be so glad once it's on a shelf. And, and now, Jose and I have been friends for years, but yeah. now we're like buddies. We like have lunch yeah. together regularly <laughs> and it brought us closer together. Yes. It's just so beautiful. I love it. Start with hello. It's great. Um, Shannon, the last question we always ask, as you'll recall from yes. four years ago, <laughs> because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. What sounds fun to me is um, being back home. I'm at yeah, the end of gone. like, it's the longest stretch I've it, it's not that long, but I've been gone for a week. I'm yes. ready to be home in my messy house with my people. Um, and and I'm just going to say it. It's the very, very, very end of pickle season. Annie. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And I want to make one more batch of pickles. I'm going to try. You know, I believe in your I believe in your party bark recipe. I believe oh, in it. Oh, you it's should delicious. believe in it. Yeah. So I, I need to believe in your pickle recipe. Pickles and party bark. Who yeah. knew? And it's the sky. These are what, and you're very tall. <laughs> and socks. This is what, and socks. That's <laughs> right. It's what you're known for. Where can we get your pickle recipe? It's on shannamartin.com. Okay, It's a free good. download. My artist friend painted a beautiful watercolor oh, recipe it. thing. It's so beautiful. But yeah, you can find you can find anything you need over there. Yeah, and the book is out everywhere where people love it to read is. it. Congratulations, friend. Thanks for doing this. I Thanks, love you. Annie. I love you too. You're such a good teacher and a friend, and I'm Same. really, really grateful. 
Oh, you guys, don't you love her? Uh, she's just amazing. Okay, grab your copy of Start With Hello. Follow her on social media so you can tell her thanks so much for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me, y'all, I'm about to drive out to a place called Camp Widgewatchin here in Tennessee to hang out with some friends that are gathered. I cannot wait. I love that place. So it's a beautiful day to go on a drive. I cannot wait. Y'all have a great weekend. Go on a drive yourself, and we'll see you back here Monday with the brilliant Diane Langberg. See you then.